The Atlanta Braves have several great players on their team that are exciting to watch. We're going to talk about my top five favorite players. I'm going to tell you why it's still Ronald Acuna Jr. Going to answer a lot of your other questions as well on this mailbag episode of Locked on Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked on Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my website, shortstopball.com, where I write exclusive articles and you can see some of my other work as well. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you and try to make this show as interactive as possible with you, the listener. Today's entire show is going to be built on our listeners as we go through a mailbag episode. If you're new, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Up over 4,000 subscribers there. Appreciate the support. If you're watching this video on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell to help, help support the show. And thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of every day. It always uh, is great to hear when people tell me that they, they turn on Lockdown Braves, they get ready to go to work in the morning or on the way home. Uh, certainly love hearing that. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. This is the mailbag episode of Locked On Braves. Got a lot of great questions. I'm really excited about this one. We're going to start out at the top talking about the top favorite players or the top five players on the Braves right now. So you want to give me your list in the comments, or if you're watching live, go ahead and put those in the chat section there, and we'll get to some of those. Some other good questions as well. Who should be batting leadoff? Should the Braves trade Ian Anderson? And some predictions for the upcoming season as well. But let's circle back around to that first question. This one coming from John Seeley, who says, me and my friends did this exercise, and I was curious about your list. Who are your top five current Braves? John says, my list is Riley, Ronnie, Harris, Strider, Olsen. Murphy will make his way on the list by the end of the year. I have a feeling. So this is a very uh, good question and a fun exercise. And I'm assuming that this is best players that you believe, the top five best players on the team for the Braves. Chris Fields already chiming in, uh, saying Acuna, Riley, Harris, Strider, and Olsen for him, but can't forget about Freed and Murphy. And I think that's what's so fantastic about this Braves team. There's so many to choose from. I'm sure there are some teams out there, the Pirates, um, who probably don't have five players that they can really get excited about, and certainly not five players that are all-star caliber. The Braves have seven players, maybe more, who are all-star caliber uh, that could make an all-star team in any given year so that is certainly something to be excited about as a Braves fan I'll say right now for me my top five list would be Acuna at the top I still think he's the best player on the team and I'm assuming he's going to be back and be healthy and if that is the case he's an MVP level talent what he gives you offensively, what he can do defensively. Again, when healthy, he was a shell of himself defensively last year and certainly was not in his top performance offensively. But Acuna is still number one for me. 
And then I'm going to put Spencer Strider. You've listened to the podcast this week. You know how big I am on Spencer Strider. I think he has the potential to win a Cy Young as early as 2023. And he's must-watch TV whenever he is on the mound. So I'm going to put Strider second on my list. And then it's the other young guy, and it's Michael Harris. I just think, again, his combination of defense and offensive ability, be able to do it on both sides, just makes that far more entertaining as a fan to watch. So I got Acuna, Strider, Harris, and then I got Max Freed. I know some people are leaving him off their list, but I still love watching Max Freed work. I know it's not the, it's a different type of enjoyment from when you watch Spencer Strider, who is just dominant fastball coming at you. But Max Freed's still just a lot of fun to watch as a pitcher in the way that he he works at bats and he outsmarts hitters and gets that weak contact and and makes them look foolish getting them out front on that slider that big curveball. Uh, I just I love watching Max Freed work and he's somebody that goes out there and you feel like you know he can go deep he can go seven eight nine innings just about every time out there when he's on. So I got Max Freed fourth and then the fifth spot having trouble deciding between Olson and Riley and. Only reason these guys are, are so far down the list for me, I know others have them uh, near the top, is just because of, you know, the other guys. It's, you know, for the pitchers, I just I think it's fun watching them work and watching them for Strider just dominate hitters and free just manipulate hitters. And then Acuna and Harris, just a combination of what they do both offensively and defensively. For Riley and Olsen, it's, it's hitting the long ball. And, I mean, it's fun, and I love watching them do that. But I just value some of the other – things that those four players in front of them do. I ultimately went with Olsen, and I got a prediction coming up later in the episode as well involving Olsen, which is why I'm going to put him fifth on the list for now. But how do you leave off Austin Riley, who's an MVP candidate? I think that just speaks to how deep this Braves team is. But my list was more so just on the enjoyment of who I enjoy watching play the most. So Acuna, Strider, Harris, Freed, and then I got Olsen. I could put Riley on there, but I'll see some of your list in the chat section, Joseph Greenwell has Riley, Acuna, Freed, Olsen, Harris, and Strider. So there, I leave, I leave Riley off, and Joseph's got him at the top. Um, Hallen Brick says Acuna, Riley, Harris, Strider, and Olsen. AG7 says Acuna, Riley, Harris, Strider, and Freed. Joe Mixon, Acuna, Riley, Freed, Harris, and Strider. And then um, Phil, William Fulgham uh, was talking about Harris being the, fra- the face in five years. I, I can certainly see that as well. So uh, a lot of you, you know, really excited about Riley and Acuna. Uh, I'm certainly ready to see Acuna have a breakout season. But great question there from John Seeley. Certainly enjoy that one. If you you didn't get to watch live, make sure you let me know in the comment section on YouTube who your top five Braves players are. Next question comes from E. Goldie, who says, do you still see Ronald as a leadoff hitter or would you move him? Uh, into a more run-producing spot in the lineup. I wouldn't mind seeing MH2 at leadoff. Just curious of your thoughts. So this is another great question and one we could spend a lot of time on. But I think ultimately, if Ronnie feels comfortable in the leadoff spot, I think you just let let him stay there. If that's where he wants to be, not necessarily to just make a player happy, but if that's where he feels comfortable, especially in a year, you know, expecting him to break out and be that MVP caliber, don't really want to mess with that. So if that's what he enjoys, that's what he wants, I wouldn't mess with him and I would leave it there. Ultimately, I would like to see Michael Harris take over that leadoff spot. I think it's a lot of pressure to ask somebody to do in their sophomore season, and you're probably going to have him batting second anyway. 
um, which is still a good amount of pressure. But batting him leadoff, I think, has a little bit of increased pressure to it, added pressure to it. So I don't want to put that on Michael Harris in his sophomore season. If he comes back this year and follows it up and he continues to be a, a 280, 290 hitter, you know, 20-plus home runs, I, I want to see him in that leadoff spot. And I do want to see Acuna more and in a two, three hole run producing type of, of situation. But it's a good problem to have for sure. But I think eventually we probably see Michael Harris move into that leadoff spot and Acuna drop down to either second or third uh, in the lineup. All right, next question. This one also from E. Goldie, who says, What other teams outside of the NL East are you excited to watch this year? So this is going to be an easy answer for me. I really didn't even give it much thought. But it's the Angels, and I know they're not a great team, but as long as Mike Trout is on that team and he's healthy, I'm going to watch the Angels every day if I get a chance. Uh, Mike Trout, to me, is the best player of all time, and so I certainly don't want to miss that when I have the opportunity to watch it. And then you throw Otani on that team as well. So, you know, if I'm not watching the Braves, who I enjoy from a team perspective and want them to win, as it from a fan standpoint, outside of that, I'm watching players that I enjoy. And how could you not watch what I think is the best player of all time and Mike Trout? And then one of the most dynamic players, two-way players we've ever seen in Shohei Otani. So it's easily the Angels for me. But let me know is that as well in the comment section. What are some other teams you're excited to watch? I know there's some other fun teams out there, the Mariners as well. A lot of the other teams I watch are West Coast teams because they're on after I finish up you know, watching the Braves and doing the postcast and everything. Uh, then I'll turn on a West Coast game. So it's usually you know, the Angels, the Mariner, Mariners, or somebody uh, like that, the Padres, you know, are, an, are a fun team as well. But let me know what other teams you're looking forward to watching. John Clark asks, what are the chances the Braves move Ian Anderson? And if so, what kind of player would you move him for? I think the chances are low the Braves move Ian Anderson, especially right now. His value is really low at the moment. I don't see any reason to trade him. However, if he were to, you know, lose out on the fifth starter job, not that he pitches poorly, just that, you know, Mike Soroka or or Bryce Elder or whomever looks really good, and Ian Anderson goes to AAA and you see that he's made some adjustments and he looks more like that middle, perhaps top of the rotation pitcher and the Braves get to the trade deadline and they need to make an upgrade and get a significant bat, I mean, you know, let's say left field's just not working out and none of those 35 outfielders that they brought in are working and they need to go out and get a, a definite bat, I could see them moving Anderson at that point to get a legitimate left fielder with years of control. I could see moving Ian Anderson in that type of move, and I think that would be a, a smart decision and a good way to do that. Um, so uh, I think I think that would be the type of move, but I don't see any reason to trade him right now. But you get to the deadline, and some of the other starting pitchers are looking good, and so you feel good about your depth there. But you need an upgrade in left field. I could see the Braves moving Ian Anderson at that point. All right, got a lot of other great questions that I want to get to uh, as well. Before we do that, let me tell you about Fanduel. This year, the only app you need at the Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so that you can bet Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. 
you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets. That's $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Right now, the Eagles are the favorite for the NFL uh, Super Bowl, but there's a lot of other bets going on as well for that. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Next question comes from a casual GA sports fan. Says, what's your outlook on left field and who are some breakout candidates at the position? I don't see a breakout player in left field this year. There's not a Michael Harris or anybody who's going to come out and just all of a sudden burst onto the scene. The Braves don't have that type of player. If they did, it probably would have been a Drew Waters or a Justin Henry Malloy who they have traded at this point. Uh, but I don't see you know a breakout prospect or anything um, I think at best, maybe you get a couple of hot weeks of Sam Hilliard or a couple of hot weeks of, of Jordan Leplow, uh, something like that. Like you have with Travis Demerit last year. One of those guys just gets hot and you ride that bat for uh, a week or two. But other than that, I don't see somebody breaking out and all of a sudden becoming a you know four-win player in left field. I think best case scenario, Eddie Rosario has a, a bounce back year and he looks solid with the bat. He looks average to above average with the bat he's going to give you below average defense but i still think he has the potential to be a two war player which is all the braves really need in left field and batting eighth ninth in the lineup if they can get that out of left field and everything else is what we expect it to be then i'll certainly be happy but uh that's that's really my outlook on left field can you give me two wins can you give me a two win player in left field this season for the Braves. That's all I'm really asking for. I just need average output out of the left field position. Next question is from Joshua Daniels, who says, it's been a while, but will a Braves starting pitcher reach 300 strikeouts, and will a Braves player win a Cy Young? So, um, Josh, and if you haven't, others, if you haven't listened to the podcast, on Wednesday's podcast, I talked about Spencer Strider and how I think he can win the Cy Young, and I think he has the ability to do so and do so rather quickly. Uh, so I certainly think the Braves have a player who can win a Cy Young. They have two players who can win a Cy Young. Let's not forget Max Fried finished second in the NL Cy Young voting last year. So they certainly have two guys on the staff right now who are capable of winning the award. Reaching 300 strikeouts, that might be even more difficult, which is kind of crazy to say. But not a lot of people do that. Last one was Justin Verlander, who did it in 2019. It took him 223 uh, innings to hit that 300 mark uh, right on the nose. He had a 12.1K per nine that year. In the same season, Garrett Cole did it in just 198 in a third innings, which was the second fastest to reach 300 strikeouts with Randy Johnson being the first. He did it in 197 and two-thirds innings. So, can Spencer Strider do it? Yes, probably not in 2023, but maybe in a, a years to come. If he can reach 200 innings and he continues striking out batters at a, a, a K per nine of over 13, he has the, the capability to get it done. I still think it's pretty far stretched because it just doesn't happen very often. But 
in that year that Cole did it in 197 and two-thirds innings, he had a K per nine of 13.8, which is the exact K per nine that Spencer Strider had last year. Now, can he keep that up over a 200-inning workload? Uh, that's yet to be seen. Can he handle a 200-inning workload? That remains to be seen. But if he were to get to that level and maintain the K per nine that he has, you know, around 13 strikeouts per nine innings, then he, he has a possibility of reaching 300 strikeouts. So to answer your question, Josh, I think yes. I think the Braves have two pitchers right now who are capable of winning a Cy Young, and I think they have a pitcher in Spencer Strider that's capable of getting to 300 strikeouts if he can get to 200 innings. Uh, I think he, he has the ability to get it done. Next question from Chris Shaffey says, what Braves player will lead the team in average and home runs? So a little bit of a prediction, and we'll probably do a full – predictions and projections episode i'm sure as we get closer to the season but if i had to predict right now i think there's a chance acuna leads the team in both and has over 40 homers and hits 290 or higher but i'll say for right now that acuna leads the team in average i think he hits 290 or higher i think the braves are going to have a lot of hitters in that 270 280 batting range uh, batting average range perhaps it goes up a little bit more with the shift going away but I think Acuna is probably the highest in the 290s. And I'm going to say Matt Olson leads the team in home runs with 42. Uh, I am really big on Matt Olson having a huge year in 2023 and breaking out with the bat, even more so. He wasn't bad last year, but I just think he has the potential to hit 40-plus home runs this year, and I think he does that. He probably leads the Braves. Another question question from Chris Shaffey, who says, do you see Ozuna gone by the All-Star break? And then another prediction from Chris, what starting pitcher will get the most wins and the lowest ERA? So to answer the predictions one first, I think Freed gets the most wins. I'm going to predict 17. And then I think Strider has the lowest ERA. I'm going to guess 2.43. And I don't think Max will be that far behind him. But uh, I'll go with those for the predictions. And I talked about this at the end of, yesterday's podcast where I ranked the non-roster invitees that the Braves announced. I think Ozuna's gone by the all-star break. I think he breaks camp with the team and he probably gets a hundred, 150 at bats. And if things aren't looking better on the field, um, certainly hopefully things can't get worse off the field. I think he's gone by the all-star break, you know, especially if there's somebody else pushing for that roster spot and he's not giving the Braves much of anything, which all he offers is home runs essentially um then i think he's gone and i think i'm predict i'll predict that happens by the all-star break all right final question from twitter baltimore braves fan now that we've had the non-roster invitees list care to project make a projection on the opening day lineup rotation for the Gwinnett stripers so i don't know if baltimore was serious about this or not but i broke it down a little bit and i'm sure i'm going to be way off on this but i'll give it my best shot so projecting the roster for the Gwinnett Stripers, at catcher, I got Chadwick, Str Chadwick Trump. At first base, Ryan Castile. Second base, Adrianza. Shortstop, Braden Shoemake. Third base, have either Hechevaria or Joe Dunnan. Left field, Eli White, Justin Dean in center field, Kevin Pillar in right field, and Grayson Janista at DH. So that's my lineup at Gwinnett right now. It might be hard to keep on, to hang on to some of these veterans. You know, if they're just going to go back to the minors, they might, you know, try their chances somewhere else. But 
That's what I got right now is my predictions for the lineup, for the rotation. Listen to this starting rotation that could be at Gwinnett. Ian Anderson, Bryce Elder, Jared Schuster, Darius Vines, Dylan Dodd, and Colby Allard. Maybe not the best like top of the rotation major league pitchers, but all of those guys I think could pitch in the major leagues right now. And I think they could be in the middle to back of a lot of major league rotations. And that's going to be your rotation at Gwinnett, your six-man rotation at Gwinnett. So a pretty good rotation there. The bullpen should be solid as well. You know, Victor Vodnik, Seth Elledge, uh, possibly Nick Anderson, Brooks Wilson, Danny Young. Going to be a solid bullpen down there at Gwinnett. So I don't know about the lineup so much. That's not as impressive, but the rotation and bullpen for Gwinnett should be pretty solid. All right, that, were all, that was all the questions from Twitter. We'll take another break, and I'll come back and answer some of the questions and comments from chat as well. So we've had a lot on the podcast this week. If you want to go back and check it out, we had another Miners Monday episode last Monday. We're also going to be, I'll be unveiling my top 10 prospects list over the next two Mondays. And I'm going to have Lindsey Crosby from Locked On MLB Prospects joining me. So look forward to that. I mentioned, I did an episode earlier this week talking about how uh, Spencer Strider can win the Cy Young Award in 2023. And then we ranked the non-roster invitees yesterday, on yesterday's podcast as well looking at the comments section on youtube marianne smith says i have something that ronald's going to back home something about his family i hope it is not true uh hope that hope it's okay jake i haven't seen that yet um i do know that he backed out of the venezuelan um league playoffs and i believe some of that was just family related and how his family uh was getting treated but just checking the twitterverse right now i haven't seen anything uh, about that for Ronald Acuna. So certainly hope everything's okay there with his family for sure. So Christopher Chavi says, spring training is coming closer. Happy Thursday to you. I cannot wait. Spring training can't get here soon enough. William Fulgham says, who do you think has the best upside for the future, Anderson or Elder? I believe Elder will be a solid number two starter in the future. So um, I think if Ian Anderson puts it together, he has the highest upside for the future. Again, to me, I've talked about this a couple of times this offseason. Ian Anderson is just so close to being really good. I mean, a mid-90s fastball, a one of the best change-ups, I think, in all of baseball. If he can just develop that third pitch, and, and even if it's just that curveball, and just get more confident in it and throw it more, I still think he has the ability to be a, a number three and maybe even on some days a number two starter. For Bryce Elder, while I love Bryce Elder, to my mind, he's always been a fourth or fifth starter, and I think that's his ceiling and his floor. It's a very high floor for Bryce Selder. I think he can pitch in the big leagues for a long time, but I think he's more of a back-of-the-rotation guy, whereas I believe Ian Anderson still has some top-of-the-rotation upside potential. Mainly, Joe says, defected Red Sox fan here. Can you give me your projected five-man rotation and each pitcher's ceiling? A great question here from Mainly Joe. So predicting the five-man rotation for the Braves it would be Max Freed, Spencer Strider, uh, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, and I think Mike Soroka, if he's healthy and effective in spring training, gets that fifth spot. As far as the ceiling for each of those guys, I think Max Freed's reached his. I mean, he was second in the Cy Young vote last year. He is an ace, in my opinion. He's one of the top 10 best starting pitchers in all of baseball. 
I think Spencer Strider is there as well. As you, you've heard from me enough now, I'm very high on Spencer Strider and his ceiling. I think he has ace potential and the ability to win a Cy Young. I think Kyle Wright's ceiling, I think on a good day, he could be a number two starter. I think he settles into a, a number three starter. Charlie Morton, look, he's at the end of his career. We've seen his ceiling. I still think even this upcoming year on a good day, Charlie Morton can be a top of the rotation type of pitcher just because of the dominance that he has and the strikeout capability that he has. There's days you could, Charlie Morton could look like a number one starter. But as we saw last year, there are days if he's getting bit by the home run ball, he's having trouble uh, breaking off that curveball and he's hitting people in the back foot with it all the time. There's days he looks like a fourth or fifth starter. So uh, there's a lot of variables there with Charlie Morton, but I am hoping for a bounce back season. Mike Soroka is the big question right now for a lot of people. And that if Mike Soroka's back healthy and he's the pitcher he was before he got hurt, that's another top of the rotation arm for the Braves. I think that's far fetched to expect. Uh, I, I would put his ceiling right now as a number three starter. If you know everything kind of clicks and you know he gets back healthy and gets on the mound, which would just be amazing if he can do that alone. But I still think his ceiling's probably a, a number three starter at this point, which again goes to speak of this Braves rotation, where you could pretty much say that the ceiling for all these starters is a one, two, or a three. And that's pretty incredible to say. And even like I talked about with Ian Anderson, I think he has a ceiling as a number three starter if he puts it all together. So uh, it's really incredible depth for this Braves starting pitcher. Um, Joseph uh, Greenwell says, let Acuna play a leadoff and, and break Rini, Ricky Henderson's leadoff home run record. I think he could certainly do that if you leave him there for his career. But I do think he moves down eventually, especially if the speed starts to go, which I don't expect that to happen anytime soon. But, you know, the wear and tear on those knees, especially after the ACL injury, if he slows down a bit, Perhaps you move him down into the three spot. William Fulgham says his lineup would be Acuna, Harris, Riley, Olsen, Murphy, Darno, Ozzy, Rosario, and Grissom. I certainly like that lineup a lot. Um, Manny915 mentioned Albies, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, we didn't mention him at all when we talked about the Braves' top five players, which again is just incredible when you look at the depth of this team and the all star level talent they have. Now, I wouldn't put Ozzy in there with a lot of those players that we talked about he's probably sixth or seventh on that list which is again is just crazy but you talk about just pure excitement uh albies has to be up there but his approach at the plate will absolutely drive you insane when things aren't going his way uh so i can't put him in my top five love him love him to death one of my favorite players uh but just his approach at the plate his aggressiveness swinging at everything it will drive you insane when he is in a slump Matthew Houndson says, what do you think of a lineup that starts with Acuna, Albies, Harris? With the bigger bases, I think the speed at the top will be unbelievable. I just talked about Albies. I don't want him anywhere near the top of the lineup. I think he's best when he's in the five, six, seven spot and just let him play and let that power play that he has. And, you know, you get some speed down at the bottom and you get that on base for Acuna and Harris and those big guys at the top. I think that's just as uh, effective. So, uh, I, I like Acuna and Harris at the top because of the right-left combination that you have, but I'd keep Albies down uh, in the middle to bottom. Uh, Sushil Patel says, is there still a chance to get Brian Reynolds? Not 
not right now. And I honestly just don't think the Braves have what it takes to get a Brian Reynolds. It could be some, you know, a situation like I talked about earlier. If Ian Anderson kind of shows signs of breaking out, maybe you trade him. Maybe you trade AJ Smith Shaver. You know, maybe you trade your top five guys in the farm system because the Pirates need arms and the Braves do have arms. I don't think a lot of them are elite level type of arms, but you throw a lot of arms at them and maybe you get something done. But I just think it's it's far fetched. Certainly not happening before the season. And I don't think it happens in the season either. Kyle Ochoa says, with that hot streak we got from Demerit last season and our gaping hole in left field, I'm very curious why we didn't at least sign him to a minor league deal and give him a shot to come back. Possible, you know, Demerit could be, and I haven't seen if he's signed with anybody yet, but maybe he's looking for just a better opportunity and and an easier path to the big leagues. Um, Sushil Patel says, sign Anderton Simmons, or he says, uh, Grissom, Soroka, and Ian for Reynolds. I probably think they'd want some Soroka's only got two years of control left. They really have no need for him. And they'd probably would need some more younger pitching in that type of deal. But then Sushil Patel said, go out and sign Simmons for shortstop. Simmons isn't an everyday shortstop at this point, but would love him to come and help Grissom uh, defensively help him mature. William Fulgham with a prediction that Acuna, Riley, Harris, and Olsen all hit 40 home runs. That would be a lot of fun. I don't think Harris gets there, but I would not be surprised at all if Acuna, Riley, and Olsen all hit 40-plus home runs this year. AG7 says, barring, in, barring injuries, do you think the split contract relievers will start in AAA, Chavez, Nick Anderson, and Stevens? Anderson has the upside, but Chavez and Stevens are the long relief guys. If I had to guess now, I'd say Nick Anderson probably starts at AAA, even though I'm very high on Nick Anderson, and I, I love that signing. But I would give Chavez and or Stevens the nod just because they would be those long relief guys that can come in, especially early in the year where pitchers may not be going as long and they can come in for for garbage time or they can come in in extra innings. So that's why I'd give Stevens and Chavez the edge out of spring training. I do thank you for all the great comments and questions, whether you're watching live and asking or those who asked on Twitter. Always great questions on these mailbag episodes. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Braves your first listen of each and every day. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Shortstop Ball. Make sure you go make your second listen of the day, the Locked On MLB podcast, where you can hear me over there with Paul Francis Sullivan as he, he interviewed me the other day talking about the Atlanta Braves and the upcoming season. But Paul is a great solely, excuse me, uh, brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team, talking about the biggest stories from around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 